Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's American Home Shield. When it comes to replacing or repairing parts on a major home system or appliance, you need a warranty that keeps your budget in mind, not to mention your sanity. American Home Shield offers a choice among three great plans, so whatever your budget is, it's affordable. Nobody likes to think about household breakdowns, but the truth is they happen. And when they do, American Home Shield is right there helping you cover the cost uh, when parts of your systems and appliances break. They've been around for 50 years, and if they can't repair your covered item, they'll replace it. And their coverage extends from whole systems like your heating and air uh, and major appliances. Get the warranty you need at a price you can afford. Keep your home up and running and on budget. Uh, with American Home Shield. Right now, you can take $50 off of their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash Beck. That's ahs.com slash Beck. Save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash Beck. $50 off any plan. Service freeze limitations and exclusions may apply. See plan for all details. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. of show that's me uh take your seat okay i'm taking my seat speak into the white device in front of you hello i'm speaking to you oh then it says you realize that is the kleenex box and then you see the oh that must be the microphone here you begin radio show you report on yesterday's SCOTUS rulings. I don't really... You speak to guests. About what? Then you tell audience, great show begins with gun control in 60 seconds. Begins in 60 seconds, a great show. It's Friday. Uh, First, let me tell you, because it says here on my little piece of... You do commercial now. Real estate agents I trust. I'm a firm believer in the idea of paying things forward. If something comes along in my life that makes things easier or better for me, I love nothing more uh, than to tell everybody else, hey, this is really good. This is why I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. After years of frustrating accounting uh, uh, encounters, well, that sounds kind of sexy, trying to buy or sell a home, I discovered what an incredible difference a really good, competent real estate agent can make. It is eye-opening the first time you see it in action. 
the agents at realestateagentsitrust.com, which is my company, you, you will work with the best in your area. They're the top sellers. They value hard work, honesty, and the kind of team building that will help you get things done, not only right, but done right the first time. If you're planning on buying or selling a home or both in the near future, please do yourself a favor. It is a free service to you. Find the best real estate agent in your area. Find the one you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, hello, America. It is Friday, and uh, boy, I just wanted to go through some of the blue checkmark uh, responses from yesterday uh, because... Gee, I just, uh, I, I just don't, I just, I, I just don't know what else to say. They were so right on target. Now that's a, that's a joke. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Actually, target like you know Sarah Palin meant it. Um, uh, Alicia Sultan or Ash Ashia or whatever her name is. She says, "God forbid." Listen. You are you're listening right now to a guy who is in the Radio Hall of Fame. I am so good at what I do. I don't even have to know how to pronounce names. Okay? I don't have to. They were like they were like, this guy is like a radio god. Yeah, but have you heard him? Yet yeah, no, we haven't. But put him in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so anyway, what's her face says, God forbid someone you love gets killed by gun violence. I second that second amendment fetishizing will never bring them back or make that loss easier to bear. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, hang on. Let me just take the ball out of my mouth here because I have this fetish thing with the second amendment. It is hot. Too many people believe unfettered access to guns will never hurt someone they love until it happens. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're point is really here uh marianne williamson says home people will die because of this and to be very clear now listen to this argument to be very clear they're not doing this to protect the second amendment they're doing it to protect the primacy of property rights well (laughs) gosh that's a good reason to do it too i guess i mean huh I didn't even think of the property right part, but uh, thanks for pointing that out, Marianne. Uh, Neil Katyal says it's going to be very weird if Supreme Court ends a constitutional right to obtain an abortion next week, saying it should be left to the states to decide right after it imposed a constitutional right to conceal and carry firearms, saying it, it cannot be left to the states to decide. Neil, here's what you're missing, dude. One is actually in the Constitution. It's called the Second Amendment. That tells the federal government and the states exactly what they can and cannot do. What government cannot do. There is no right to abortion. I Show it to me. Show it to me. When you can show it to me, I will change my argument. That... When it's not in the, I'll talk slowly for you, Neil. When it's not in the Constitution, then there's this part of the Constitution in the Bill of Rights. It's, it's just look for the number 10. Okay. And that says anything that's not specifically in the Constitution, that goes then to the states. 
Yeah, look at you. You're going to read someday, Neil. Uh, Jill Flipofik says the kind of people who desperately want to carry concealed weapons in public is based on a generalized uh, interest in self-defense are precisely the kind of paranoid, insecure, violence fetishizing people who should not be able to carry a concealed weapon in public. Okay, so let me get this right. If you want to carry one, you're the kind that shouldn't carry one. So in other words, when Mart Tass is right, Jill, my gosh, my whole world is changing. Thank you for this. Now I understand when Martin Luther King went in and said to the uh, state officials, hey, I need to have a concealed carry permit. He's exactly the kind of guy you Democrats didn't want to carry a gun. Yes, Jill. Thank you for that enlightenment. David Hogg says you're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. And like your own facts, you aren't entitled to your own history. That is exactly what the Supreme Court decision is. It's a reversal of 200 plus years of jurisprudence that will get Americans killed. David, David, have you read a book? Have you? Come on, have you read a book? Do you know anything at all about Name three founders. Can you do it? I mean, right now, think, go. Can't do it, David. 200 years. The only times, the only times in our history, and you wouldn't know this because you bury all the left, buries the democratic history. The only time that we have any kind of history where we're taking guns away from people is when the government is afraid of those people. When the government gets really, really racist, okay, that's why the Indians, yeah, that's why they're living on in, in, on reservations now, because we took away their guns. Yeah, yeah. That's why after the Civil War and before the Civil War, slaves could not have guns. Why? Because they might defend themselves. And then, after they were freed, oh my gosh, the Democrats freaked out. Those freed slaves will have a way to protect themselves. And they got it done through all kinds of laws, kind of like what you're doing now. Thank you, David, for writing in. You're special. March for our lives, blue check mark said yesterday. The court's decision is dangerous and deadly. The unfairly nominated, blatantly partisan justices put the Second Amendment over our lives. No, I, I, may I quote the Princess Bride? I do not think those words mean what you think they mean. Okay, Second Amendment is there to protect our lives, to protect our property, and to protect our freedom. I just want to throw that one out. The blood of American people who die from needless gun violence will be on their corrupt hands. Okay. Uh, Wahajit Ali said, let's have a bunch of black, brown, and Muslim folks carry large guns in predominantly white neighborhoods. I know the Second Amendment advocates will say that's great and encourage it because American history proves otherwise. 
we might get gun control, but we'd also get a lot of chalk outlines. <laughs> Mr. Ali, you are so funny. See, what you fail to recognize is that all of the people that you say are racist aren't aren't racist. There are racists in this country. A lot of them seem to come from the left, you know, like the socialist clan members or the socialist um, Nazi members. You see what they both have in common there? Yeah. Democratic Party. Anyway, um, Mr. Ali. If someone wants to carry a gun and they're a Muslim, I have absolutely no problem. You're black, you're brown, you're white, you're pink, you're polka dot. You have COVID and you're not wearing a mask or you don't have COVID and you're wearing 20 masks and you want to carry a gun. I'm totally fine with that. Now, if you get a bunch of people and again, I don't care what color they are marching down my neighborhood with large guns. Yeah, I am going to call the police because that's unusual. What are you doing? We're just marching with our guns. Why in my neighborhood at night? None of your business. Does Kavanaugh live around here? Okay, see, there's a difference. There's a difference. Right wingers can freak out about nullification or packing or whatever. No one cares. You broke all the norms of decency, democracy, and fairness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, wait. This is from David Atkins. He's got a great solution. End of the day, California and New York are not going to let Wyoming and Idaho tell us how we have to live in a Mad Max gun climate hell. Oh, my gosh. David, let's break some bread, baby. Let's come together. Yeah. All right, let me do my best Marianne Williamson. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because we can come together. What you just said is the point of the 10th Amendment. California and New York, I don't want to live like them. You don't want to live like us. So let's not. Let's not. However... There are 10 big things, and I've heard they've added to these, but there are 10 big things that no government in the United States of America can do. Now, you want to change that? Let's change it. Because what's so crazy is there's this thing called the amendment process. You want to change the Constitution. You don't... uh Whatever, break all norms of decency, democracy, and fairness. You don't break those. You want to change those amendments. You can do it. All you have to do is go through the amendment process. And then, you know, if you say everybody's got to have a pig on their lap, you get the states to vote for that. Put it in the amendment. You you have it. Now, there will probably be another amendment that comes later that says, hey, the pig in the lap thing was really, really stupid. And I think America lost its mind temporarily. So we're going to we're going to scratch that one out from here on out. No more absolute must have a pig on your lap kind of laws. Okay, but both of those would be done through the amendment process. That would be doing it the decent way, the fair way, and the democratic way. But David, you are cute when you think you're cute. Tristan Schnell writes in, 
when American service members die overseas. Their caskets are brought to Dover Air Force Base to be displayed and mourned. Now, they're not, they're not displayed. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we try not to display the dead. But when Americans die because of gun violence, their caskets should be brought to the steps of the Supreme Court so the justices can see what they've done. Yeah. <gasps> Tristan, I like that. Why don't we take every baby that's been aborted and put them in a bucket? I mean, we're going to need a big bucket because there's millions of those. And let's dump them on the front steps of the Supreme Court so they can see what they've done. Wow. I got to thank all the blue check marks because you've really turned me around. And I mean, <laughs> we're 20 minutes into the show. And my, hang on, my little list says, oh crap, it says I have to continue for another two and a half hours. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, we're just getting started. So we'll learn even more, I'm sure, as the time goes on. Uh, Molly, Molly Hemingway is joining us here in just a few minutes. Also, a guy who says that I am very wrong, um, and he is the uh, uh, the county prosecutor in a very, very red state, and uh, uh, he certainly looks like a progressive prosecutor to me, but he says, I don't understand. It's about politics. And uh, so I wanted to give him some time to be able to... Uh, argue his case that's coming up we're also going to be watching the supreme court uh it could come out today the big one uh but we'll uh we'll have to wait and see shall we all this and more coming up first our sponsor this half hour is the tuttle twins book note from baylor he's a 12 year old in north carolina uh oh i'm sorry baylor is a she i didn't mean to misgender i re oh my gosh Canceled. She writes, Tuttle Twin Books gave me the knowledge of how things work in aspects of reality like inflation. These books have also taught me that the federal government is too big and too powerful. They take your money and use it on anything that they want, which is ridiculous, if you ask me. It wasn't one of the reasons we fought to gain freedom from England was because of taxes. The Tuttle Twins have inspired me to be active in my community when I get a little older. I don't know, Baylor. At 12, how you got to more in my ear processing? There's probably, probably a little bit better than uh, 90% of the people in the Congress and the White If our country is going to survive, we desperately need kids like Baylor in it. Please, I urge you, give the Tuttle Twins books to your kids and your grandkids today. Start them down the path of knowledge because the truth will set them and keep them free. Tuttle Twins having a great sale, 35% discount off their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. That is a huge discount off the normal price, so go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get the discount, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in this crazy socialist world, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, man. Hello, Stu. Welcome to the program. Uh, Glenn, uh, yeah, you're fired up today. I like it. You're bringing it today. 
Well, I was just learning so much. Here I was were. just learning so much. Um, I was Jeez. looking at the ruling yesterday, and you mentioned the racism of many of the laws uh, that were applied on guns yeah. from back in the day. Uh-huh. And it's interesting that Clarence Thomas yeah. seemed to notice that himself, that the left <laughs> was bringing up essentially rules that were passed and applied only to black people. This is part. This is from the actual decision. Southern prohibitions on concealed carry were not always applied equally, even when under federal scrutiny. One lieutenant posted in St. Augustine, Florida, remarked how local enforcement of concealed carry laws discriminated against blacks. Quote, to sentence a Negro to several dollars fine for revo- carrying a revolver concealed upon his person is in accordance with an ordinance of the town. But still, the question naturally arises in my mind, why is this poor fellow fined for an offense which is committed hourly by every other white man I meet in the streets? I, it seemed like Thomas mm. took that one personally. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think I would yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird how Uncle Tom is standing up for black people. It's really, really strange. Now, I'm trying to get my arms around this. So we know that black neighborhoods, Chicago, etc., are the are really just the festering boil of you know killers on the streets with guns i'm guessing now i don't know this for a fact and i'm not a oh i am a doctor so yeah i know this for a fact the people on the streets that are shooting each other generally speaking not legally purchase guns i know i know crazy right not legally purchase guns hmm so you got that going for you, and you know what would solve a lot of this, I think? Black moms and black grandmas, especially, that come out in the front porch with a shotgun and just say, I think you're going to leave my family alone. I think you're going to back up right now. Get off my lawn. I think so. I think so. Last thing we need is another white guy. Get off my lawn, but a black mom? Oh, yeah, I'd love to see her. I'd love to see her with a nice AK walking out onto the lawn and saying, I think you boys are done with my boys now. Okay? Bye-bye. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. And, of course, I'm racist, so why would I want that? Gosh, that's weird. I guess it's just my gun fetish. Oh, man, sometimes I dress up in a leather clown suit and just stare at my guns. Oh, my gosh, it is so erotic. Oh, thank you so much, lefties, for pointing that out. (laughs) It's not like I actually believe, I don't know, in the Constitution. All right, back with more. The Glenn Beck Program. We have a common enemy, you and I. This enemy wants to kill us. Yeah, it's the sun. Yeah, you haven't thought of the sun that way, have you? Yeah. Uh, it is, I mean, it is out there to kill us every way it can. But blinds, that'll keep that evil sun out. Now, it won't stop, you know, progressives. Nope, nope. Um, progressives and the sun. I think both trying to do a lot of damage. But anyway. Ordering online to have some sort of a blind or shade or shutter or drape to keep that evil sun out of your house and keep your house cool without all the money of air conditioning and everything else. 
they also have outdoor shades that will transform your deck and patio at blinds.com. Need help making a selection? Their design experts are available for live consultations. Uh, you need help measuring or installing? They got you covered. No showrooms, no retail markets, none of that kind of stuff. Blinds.com. Shop now and save up to 40% off. Right now, 40% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Go there now. Blinds.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I don't know a single American, personally, I don't know a single American that actually is not involved deeply in Washington, D.C., that doesn't want free and fair elections, that doesn't want every ballot to be counted um, and wants to make sure uh, that there is no monkey business going on um, and that we can count on our elections. Every American, I don't care who you voted for, I think wants that, Uh, but I don't think anybody in Washington really wants that, um, especially the Democrats. They are already setting up that uh, the election is going to be stolen. You can't trust it. And now the problems with the voting machines, they're doing the same thing they always do. But they're doing something else. Remember, the key to understanding this administration is the administration. He is a administrator. That's it. All of the agencies are being pushed to the limit to take away as many as many rights from you as possible and make the system work in a completely different way than constitutionally. Molly Hemingway has written a great uh, article. Uh, it came out yesterday. Biden is hiding his plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections. Molly is joining us now. Hello, Molly. Hello. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So, um, this is they're doing this in every agency and this one you've tried to look into and they're hiding everything that they're doing can you take us from the beginning and then show us what they're doing sure so in march of 2021 just a few weeks after president biden took office he issued an executive order saying that all 600 federal agencies had to come up with a plan to expand voting Now, people were immediately alarmed because the Constitution does not give the executive branch authority over our election system. That's reserved for the states. There's a very tiny role Mm -hmm. for Congress. And so the executive branch has not been given that authority. And then people are also worried because expanding voting is an inherently political act. You know, it's um, mobilizing voters is a political act. And so the bureaucracy should not be involved with it. So people wanted to know, well, what are these plans going to be? Everyone had 200 days to turn in a plan to Susan Rice, by the way, you know, one of the most political people out there for approval. And people started asking what the plans were. And they have been steadfastly refusing to return those plans ever since then. Okay, so I want to make sure people understand that is 600 federal federal agencies, 600 had 200 days to show how they were going to expand citizens opportunities to register to vote and obtain information about participate in the electoral process. They had until March 7th, 2021. You can't find anything 
about what any one of those 600 agencies turned in. And congressmen have been asking for it. You've had the ranking member of every committee in the House asking for the information. You've had them expressing their concerns, congressional committees, good government groups, outside citizens are doing FOIA requests, and they just can't get anything. And it seems to be that what they're doing is trying to slow walk it until well after the election. In one case, they said they would respond to the FOIA by May of 2024. And so it is really difficult to get information, which makes it difficult to even know what's going on. And I just want to be clear. These are inherently political acts, like choosing who you reach out to um, and to, to mobilize, get out the vote operations. That's what political parties do. And it's particularly dangerous because we're talking about federal agencies that hand out benefits. And so if people are told, hey, we could really use you voting, Mr. Person who's getting this federal benefit, you can see why that would be viewed as improper and unethical compulsion um, regarding voting, which is something that is very dangerous and which we have previously had strict laws against. So tell me what's happening with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid um, uh, with their voter turnout, um, the Department of Labor. What are they doing Department of Education. Right. So each of them are choosing to respond to this executive order in different ways. And we are getting these indications that they're complying with this executive order, even if they're refusing to say what exactly they're doing. But you're seeing these public facing things where they'll say that they're turning their their health centers into vote vote places, you know, where they're focusing their efforts that should be focused on job training, you know, during a labor crisis on get out the vote operations at Department of Education centers or the federal work study program, which is part of the Department of Education, had previously said, of course, you can't use federal work study um, monies to engage in electioneering or election activity. And now they're saying you can use these monies to help run, get out the vote operations. And I just think it's important to remember the context here, too, is that we just had this election in 2020 where we had Mark Zuckerberg finance the widespread takeover of government election offices with partisan, uh, you know, left-leaning activists. And they ran get-out-the-vote operations in the blue areas of swing states. So the context here is really troubling, too, because we just saw in 2020 how this type of operation can have severely partisan um, repercussions and why people should be on guard if they want to trust their elections and if they want to have confidence in their elections. Molly, what do we do? We have no press that will do it. The congressman not getting responded to. The Justice Department is absolutely corrupt. What do we do? So I do think that raising an outcry over the refusal to find out information is key. And there are lawsuits that are ongoing. Two groups have sued to get the information. These agencies are clearly in violation of federal law. And so hopefully we would have enough pressure that those lawsuits can be responded to as soon as possible so that the public can know what's going on. And people should not despair. I mean, fighting over election administration is something that has been going on in this country for centuries. And 
despair is not an appropriate response because, you know, you had even a few decades ago, the Democrat Party had disenfranchised like an entire race of people in the South and people didn't despair. They just fought to make sure that the voting system was fair. And so I think the most important thing people can do is get involved at the local level, find out what's going on in how elections are administered in your state and make sure that they're being done properly and that there are no shenanigans going on. And you're not going to be able to know that unless you're deeply involved in the process. So start now. We have widespread mail-in balloting and, you know, an election season so that it's not just election day, which is frankly when Republicans go vote. It's those two months prior or even many, you know, years prior where they're setting up the system by which everyone else is voting or by which the system is so um, insecure that it can be exploited. And you really have to just Find out what the rules are in your area, find out what's going on and get involved, do election observation, research, and everybody should do that if they care about the republic. Because if we don't have elections we can trust, you know, you don't really have a country. But don't, you know, it's not the end of the world. It just requires people to get involved and pay attention. So, uh, Molly, it's, it's really interesting to me because I look at the things that they do and I'm like, who has time for this? But you have time if you think that you should be in charge of everything and everybody. Um, that is their full-time job, to uh, figure out ways to control everything. The conservatives, we have just been, you know, asleep at the switch. We're like, no, everybody thinks like this. No, they don't. No, they don't. There's, there's uh, probably 15% of very, very active Americans that are intent on taking the republic and destroying it. Um, we just have to we just have to wake up and start realizing it's really our fault that this is is happening because we've just been expecting somebody else to take care of it for us. So I wrote a book on the 2020 election called Rigged, how the media, big tech and Democrats seized our election. And I go through all sorts of things, including this Mark Zuckerberg operation. That was a $450 million operation. It was more than anyone had ever conceived of spending on something to take over the, the government administration of elections. But that is what I worry about. The federal government, you know, they spend $450 million in a, in a blink of an eye. They have so much money to throw at this that it is really worrisome, you know, and the Constitution does not authorize it. Congress has not authorized it. And yet they're still doing it. But you're absolutely right that uh, a lot of people have just been asleep and not thinking about election integrity for decades. But in my book, I actually tell the story about how there was this court order that kept Republicans from doing any election day oversight for nearly 40 years. I couldn't believe it when I first mm. learned about it. But in the early 70s, a judge in New Jersey put them under a consent decree where they couldn't get involved in any litigation, election day litigation. And for nearly 40 years, they were kept under this. It took the judge dying and being replaced by an Obama appointed judge who said, this is ridiculous. Like let the Republicans out. Wow. And it was so sensitive that uh, during the 2020 or 2016 election, Sean Spicer was on the wrong floor of Trump tower. And they almost kept them under the consent decree for another few years. Like, because he was, you know, he was, he was supposed to be on floor four instead of floor five. And that's how sensitive it was. And it kept Republicans from really focusing on this for a very long time. But they're kind of liberated mm. now. And so they are doing much more to do Election Day oversight. And there, there are many more resources in play now. Uh, real quick, any thoughts on the Supreme Court and what's coming here again tomorrow or today in just a few minutes? 
Well, I think everyone's, but there are so many important decisions, and yesterday's decision was a huge victory for the Constitution, and it really does speak to the importance of having solid originalist judges or justices on the court. Everyone's, of course, anxious for the Dobbs decision, the abortion-related decision, and a lot of people thought it should have been out earlier because of these death threats that Mm -hmm. the justices are facing. So hopefully it will, uh, you know, it'll come out this week or next week, uh, but it's been, I think, an overall pretty good term for people who care about the Constitution. Yeah, I think it's been very good. Uh, Molly, great to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You bet. Molly Hemingway. Uh, All right. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. When someone brings up uh, finances, what's your first reaction? If your first reaction is like, I don't want to think about it. I get it. Man, do I get it. Building your financial house properly is complicated. It is difficult. And it's hard to know all of the right moves to make. When do I make them? Where do I go? What do I do? This is why I think American Financing can really help you. Um, They can help you if you call them and just talk to them for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's that's the time it takes to start the process towards saving a ton of money. They just ask you about, you know, what do you have? What are you trying to do? And then they look for ways to save you money. It's a family-owned and operated business. They're they're salary-based mortgage consultants, so nobody is getting bonuses on if they sell you this or, you know, the they don't take kickbacks from the bank. we got to get them into this loan instrument. It doesn't happen like that at American Financing. If you do a consolidation loan, could help you get out from under the high interest debt like credit cards, even the realization of the equity in your home for paying down debt, whatever it is. If it'll help you, American Financing can find it for you. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, and uh, the Supreme Court is coming out with some uh, additional uh, rulings today. What are we looking at here, Stu? Hold on one second. You take your seat. You talk about Supreme Court preview. Okay, so we have... um, Okay, wait, wait, wait. Read the last one. It says, you don't read on air. Oh, yeah, you don't... Uh, So... The Supreme Court is going to release a few more opinions today. We were kind of hoping we'd get all of them by today, which would have broken down to six and seven between the two days. But we only got four yesterday. So the idea that we're going to get nine today is extremely unlikely. We could get Dobbs today. We don't know, but there could are nine happen. left. Yeah, could happen. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Yeah, it's not going to. There, that'll be the last one that they announce. I think that is what I would expect. And we don't. It, when we pass, isn't where does Alito fall in this? In the order, He's pretty close to the, yeah, yeah. So the way the, these get announced is by reverse order of seniority. So anything written by Amy Coney Barrett, for example, would come first, then Kavanaugh, then Gorsuch, then Kagan, then Sotomayor, then Alito, then you'd have Breyer, Thomas, and always last is the chief, uh, John Roberts, if he has an opinion. So basically, the way you go through this here 
is it starts off and you're like, oh, these could be pretty good because it could be Barrett or Kavanaugh or Gorsuch. Then you get to Kagan and Sotomayor and you're probably getting bad rulings through there. Then you get to Alito and you say, this could be the moment. This could be the Dobbs decision. But if you do not get the Dobbs decision from Alito, then you do not want the Dobbs decision today because it is incredibly unlikely that it would be from Clarence Thomas. It would likely mean that John Roberts wrote it, meaning there would be some sort of weird half measure compromise compromise yeah. thing with the liberals all joining what on one we're side gonna do is we're gonna kill only the top half of the baby <laughs> wait a minute i think there's a story about since this, we can't uh, ag- since we can't agree we're only gonna cut off the top half of the baby <laughs> and the right for those legs to be free and live and run in the grass and grow, we stand by that. A lot of bottom that's halves a uh, hanging around. It's but, a lot of bottom halves. Mm-hmm, lot, that's, yeah. would not be a necessarily a positive ruling in my view. So, like, once you but get that's past kinda, that, I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to kind of be. So, if he writes it, it will be some incredible mental gymnastic kind of thing to to keep it in place yeah and if you it, the way the dobbs leak uh, was reported was that it was fi- it was five to three with the conservatives on one side liberals on the other and then robert's still trying to figure out what he was going to do if that's true all he has to do is pick off one you know one. kavanaugh or somebody else using that one specifically to uh, to come over to the other side with the liberals and they can have a 5-4 decision the other way written by Roberts, which the liberals in this case, in this court, would embrace wholeheartedly. Uh, so it would be very, very disappointing. We will see how disappointed we are potentially in moments. David Levitt joins me in 60 seconds. Oh, sorry, after the news at the top of the hour. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Let me tell you about uh, Good Ranchers. Two things you need on the 4th of July. Fireworks and a good old-fashioned American steak or burger. Easy to get the uh, fireworks. It's hard to get high-quality American meat now. Uh, don't cook up a steak from some other country this 4th of July. 85% of grass-fed beef that you find in stores comes from overseas. Did you even know that? This year, grill up 100% American prime ribeye from Good Ranchers. Right now, they're giving away two free 18-ounce prime ribeyes with the offer code GLENN. Glenn, Good Ranchers, an award-winning subscription company that delivers American meat to your door. They stay at the sell steakhouse-quality beef, chicken, seafood. It's superior to what you're buying at the grocery store, and you can do a one-time purchase to try it out or subscribe and get $25 off every box for the life of your subscription. Right now, GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Please check it out. GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn at checkout. Get your two free 18-ounce ribeyes. Do it now.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have uh, the Supreme Court cases that we are following today. We are, we've already had one ruling out. Uh, it's kind of confusing, so we're not sure uh, what it exactly entails yet. It's not one of the big ones. We have another one coming soon, but I want to start, you know, I always tell you I lead with my mistakes. I don't think I've made one here, but somebody says that I have them all wrong. He is the Utah County Attorney. Uh, his name is David Levitt. He said that uh, I, uh, I just don't understand local politics and what's going on uh, in, uh, in his office, Utah County Attorney. I, I think it's very important that we have real constitutional Republicans and uh, not any more Republicans like we're finding in our, in our county and district attorney's offices in some of the big cities. But David will be here to explain that in 60 seconds. Go down a limb here and assume that you like getting a good night's rest as much as I do. It'll go even further out on that limb to suggest uh, a lot of what helps create a good night's sleep has to do with the kind of pillow that you're laying your head on. Uh, That is extraordinarily important, especially if you travel, you know exactly what I mean. I know you've heard of my pillow before, everyone has, uh, but you have to try one of these to see how great it is. And if you don't own a my pillow or you know somebody who might love one, now is the time to buy it for a limited time. Mike is offering a flash sale on my pillows with prices as low as 1988 with the promo code Beck. Cancel culture hates him, which is just another reason why you should try out his uh, his offerings. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but rotating discounts on 150 MyPillow products from the Giza Dream Sheets, which are the best, to the mattress topper, slippers, and so much more. MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. MyPillow.com. A few years ago, there was a uh, theme among prosecutors. Most of them were progressive Democrats. But remember, progressivism is a disease that started in the Republican Party and runs strongly in uh, many Republicans. Um, And the theme was that the justice system was broken. It's uh, disproportionately biased towards minorities. It needs to be reimagined and overhauled. Decriminalization, adversarial with law enforcement officers, less prosecutions were the themes amongst these people. After they were elected, what followed were spikes in crime, frightened citizens, and ultimately recalls. The Republican, and I pointed him out as a lesson to the United States, uh, you can be in the reddest of red areas, and someone will call as a, a known Republican, and uh, you better watch carefully. Uh, David uh, Levitt's rhetoric and his policies sound very uh, familiar, at least to me. Uh, the people that work for him, his peers, the law enforcement in his county think so as well. I don't I'd like him to differentiate his policies from the people like Chesa Boudin and and George Gascon. But maybe that's not fair because he says I'm wrong and I don't understand. So I've invited him on the program to tell me where I'm wrong. Utah County Attorney David Levitt joins me on the program now. Hello, David. 
Hello, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Sure. Um, so I I read that you have uh, filed 45 percent fewer cases in the district attorney felony cases while filing 79 percent more in the local justice. That would be misdemeanor cases. The attorneys um, that are working in your area, attorneys have told me those in jail awaiting trials that they are representing say their clients are keeping track of the number of felonies that are being dropped to misdemeanors and telling their attorneys, I'm not, I'm wait, don't do anything yet. Um, you've had, I believe, 25 separate attorneys leave your office, which is a record uh, by far. Six went as far to publish a letter of no confidence in which they wrote, we declare that Mr. Levitt has vacated his responsibilities to provide you safety and protection in your person and property by failing to enforce criminal laws against offenders and by prioritizing the uh, protection or the uh, protection of criminals from lawful consequences of their misconduct. You say politics is a dirty business. I believe you. But you now have former high-ranking officials in Utah justice. You have members, 25 or 26 of your own staff, law enforcement, both the sheriff and the police, all voicing opposition to you. Um, is this really just about politics? Well, first off, Glenn, I... I'm grateful for the fact that you tee this stuff up and, and I'm going to trust that you're going to give me some un, un, some uninterrupted time to stand uh, by David. That, what a horrible opportunity. Hang on, David, hold it. I'm sorry. We have the Dobbs case. Yes, we I'm do. sorry, David. We will move you to another time today. If possible, I just have to take the Dobbs case. It just came out and I'm sure you understand. I do not mean to be unfair to you on that. All right. Please I, hold I think you're and being we will. To me, Glenn. I think that you could certainly you could certainly give me some time, but it's a little funny that you I will, sir. It's by the, the end of the program, by the end of the program, this is the biggest case <laughs> in U.S. history, Got at me. least in my lifetime. We will uh, move on from you and reschedule today on today's program. I want to be fair to him. What has happened with the Dobbs case? Uh, we have Roe versus Wade overruled. Uh, as well as Casey. Oh my gosh! I don't think I ever thought I would see this day. To be honest with you, um, but it's a it's a good day. We have talked Alito. about this. We have been together for uh, twenty five years, and we both said never in our lifetime would this happen. Nope, I didn't. I, oh my gosh! I, it's uh, it's being widely. Lord, <laughs> please hear. The voice of your people. We are trying to mend our ways. We are, uh, we are sorry it has taken us this long, but please hear your people. Please forgive us for what we have done. My, <clears throat> my gosh. Is the ruling, does it look to be the same as the original Alito ruling. I'm just going through it now. It does seem to be a 6-3 decision, um, uh, which is, you know, there was a question of whether Roberts would uh, would would come on board for this. Um, looks like he has. So does seem to be a 6-3 decision. 
Just let that sink in, America. What Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that this is, um, this was um, unjustly and uh, decided, Roe versus Wade. She thought it was flawed. And it was. The idea that uh, abortion is covered in the Constitution is not true. It is just it is it is not true. And everything that is not in the Constitution doesn't make it unconstitutional. It just means it goes to the states to decide. That is the law of the land and has been forever. Even Justice Ginsburg said that. Um, the uh, relevant portion here at the end of the opinion, we end this opinion where we began. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. The judgment of the Fifth Circuit is reversed, and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, we, Thank please, God. our producers need to be watching the uh, White House uh, and all others who are going to come out in a, a statement. This means uh, Jane's revenge uh, is going to be at least what they say is they are going to be lighting cities on fire tonight. Um, I'm I'm prayerful that that doesn't happen, but I wouldn't doubt it. The media is going to stir things up like there is no tomorrow but we can we can uh, beg the lord for peace and protection on all sides you know i think it's um i think it is so important to know that we have to be on god's side because he's not picking uh sides he doesn't. He loves all of his children equally. And uh, we just try to do what he wants us to do. So pray for all of those who are terrified about what this means. All those who are, um, I think, misguided. Uh, and pray for peace uh, to wash over us. I doubt well, I'm not going to, I have no idea what the Lord wants. Whatever the Lord wants, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, all right. Would you make sure that we have talked to uh, Levitt's office? And if, if we can, we'll do it on the bottom of the hour. Um, my apologies to him. I don't mean to be rude, but I sorry. Really, I really, um, I hope, I hope we can prioritize race. his local race over, over the Dobbs decision. Glenn, I don't understand why you didn't do yeah. that. That's really rude of you well, to cut him off in the middle of that. I mean, what what could you possibly be talking about? Only uh, you know, hundreds, you know, tens of millions of children uh, potentially 
are on the road to living instead of not being alive. And But I, I want to make sure he gets his words in here because I know that was a high priority to him. So we'll get back to him as soon as possible. I'm glad he prioritized that. I, it's a really important moment for him to, to make that personal argument, and I'm glad he made it. I don't care. Um, can we get... Um, oh, wait, let me... Uh, I'm mm. sorry, but we don't have another... Mm. <laughs> we don't have a break uh, long enough. Do, do we? Can we get analysis on uh, bottom of this hour? Because if we get analysis on this hour, if they have time to read it, get analysis on and then move David to the next hour. If we can't get analysis because they haven't had time to read it yet, then uh, let's... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just shocked that this came out. We were just having this conversation before we went on the air. And uh, Stu said, what are you going to do if the Dobbs case comes out? And I said, it's not going to come out. And he said, but if it comes out. And I said, it's not going to come out. But if it does, we have to take that. Um, and uh, so I'm just shocked because I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, um, we can read right. one, uh, one excerpt here um, from the ruling. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe, versus, Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. Gosh, if that is not the central problem with the Supreme Court so often. So glad they pointed that out. We can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply longstanding principles of stare decisis, and decide this case accordingly. We therefore hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion, period. Rowan Casey must be overruled. And the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. Um, we're going to see miracles in our lifetime. And I think we just saw one. All right, let me pause, tell you about LifeLock. How important is your identity to you? I mean, it not only stands as a protective wall between everything you have financially and the dangerous world of cyber criminals, it also says who you are in the community, what level of credibility you have. But with a tiny slip of information, and it doesn't have to be much, all of it can be taken away in an instant. We put everything online right now, and it's important to understand this will affect you if it hasn't already. But that's what LifeLock is here for. You need people that this is all they do is watch for this kind of stuff. They can monitor things better than you or I think anybody else. Um, and if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Do it now. Lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Sarah, I'm sorry, we just have no time off the air, but I just heard from a producer. I'm just getting a no. Is there something I need to know about what happened on the telephone before, or was that after this interview? Oh, it was not. It was another one, Sarah. Was that before the interview or after? After. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to... 
I'm going to sincerely apologize one very last time. Oh, my God. That it was unfortunate that David Levitt happened to be on uh, and wanted to express uh, who he is uh, when the biggest case in the history of my lifetime comes out and interrupts the uh, interrupts the interview. Uh, I am going to politely invite him on uh, in a few minutes. Uh, if he treats any of my office staff oh. the way he just treated my office staff, he will not be welcome on the air. And uh, David, I think a lot of people are learning a lot about you. So we can reset. It was an unfortunate timing. We can reset or you can leave it as is. It's up to you. Can we please stop talking about this guy? I, I can't. I literally. Oh, yeah. No, I'm. That is it. I, I want you to know. That's it. That's it. Thank you. That's it. Uh, the court writes the precedents should be respected, but sometimes the court errs, and occasionally the court issues an important decision that is egregiously wrong. When that happens, Starry Decisis is not a straitjacket. This is something, of course, we've been arguing for decades, and. Uh, seemingly as obvious as you point out i mean even ruth bader ginsburg supported this at one point in her career many liberal uh you know court watchers feel the same way this is not a this is not a conservative there's there's a lot of passion for conservatives on the pro-life side of this and there's very little uh, appetite for that on the left however there is appetite for this being terrible law and an egregiously made uh, egregiously poor decision made when Roe versus Wade was initially, uh, you know, decided. And so the left has been on, in, on, this, on board with this, not to say we shouldn't have abortion, which, again, this is not what this does. And it's important to remember that overturning Roe versus Wade does very little to stop abortion in this country. It's, it's a very important first step. It won't. But it will, anyone it who to... wants to get an abortion in this country will still be able to get them. You, there's a... This is why the work that, you know, we've talked about some of these organizations we've worked with is so important. It's about still changing hearts and minds. This will not do it on its own, but it is an important step. So do you remember when I was at Fox and I was talking about why it was so important um, to be good, be steady, uh, don't fight back the way they want you to fight back? Because Martin Luther King was right. When you put good versus evil side by side, the American people will know it and they will recognize it and they will see it. Um, a lot of Americans have been uh, duped and a lot of Americans, you know, it's very, very difficult. You learn this from the history of uh, Germany and other places. Once you decide and you've gone so far mentally down the road, it takes a huge amount of courage to say, holy cow, I, I was wrong about this and switch sides. But um, I think you're going to see states, California, New York, they are going to become abortion mills. They are going to do abortion vacations. They are going to push the limits as far as they're going to say, if it's up to the state, you will see. You will see laws in some states that say after a baby is born, you can kill it. They've done it already in Chicago. They've done it illegally in Chicago. They 
They talked about it in Virginia. They're going to do it in New York. They're going to do it in California. Believe me. And this will be the place where I think a lot of Americans will have to decide, can I live in a state like that? Can I, can I be part of that? This is so far, this will become so far over the edge um, that most Americans will be appalled by what is happening. Even those who believe that the, you know they they want to have reasonable uh, limits to abortion, uh, they will not find it reasonable what these death states will do. The Glenn Beck Program. There are a lot of ways to show our appreciation for those who fight to keep us free and safe. It isn't just the respect we give on certain days of the year, but it's also what we do with all the other days in that year that matters. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families. When first responders or military service members don't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophic injured veterans, first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and those communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor right now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2 T.org. Tunnel to Towers. In case you're just joining us, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. We'll have more analysis coming up next. Well, as we are uh, struggling to, um, uh, we're reeling from the decision on the Supreme Court. We did not expect it today, um, uh, especially the second one in to today. Uh, Stu, are there more coming out after no. the Dubs case? No, that was it, Glenn. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll have analysis for that uh, in uh, just a minute. We're also going to cover, but uh, I... Uh, I uh, started an interview that I actually spent about two hours this morning preparing uh, for, uh, and I started that, um, and uh, unfortunately, the Dobbs case um, came down right at the beginning of it, um, and it is a guy who is running for Utah, Utah County Attorney General, which I don't think my audience gives a flying crap about right now, um, and I don't, quite honestly. Um, but I want to make sure that I honor my word. He told me that uh, I'm reading the wrong things. He said many things to my producer off air, um, which I do not appreciate. But I am going to uh, give him the opportunity to tell me where I'm wrong. He says I'm reading all of the wrong things and I just don't understand. David Levitt, go ahead. Thank you, Glenn. Let's start with a basic assumption that as Americans, we all believe that the government should prove the allegations it makes against people. Do you, do you agree with that, Glenn? 
Yes, I do, David. Go ahead. Tell me where I'm wrong, sir. And, Go ahead. And, 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 and the reality is, in the American criminal justice system, the government does not prove the case. It may, the, the, the government does not prove the allegations it makes against people 99% of the time because the government gives plea bargains. Now, a plea bargain, by definition, is the government charging someone with crime X and saying to the accused, if you don't make us prove the case that we have against you, then we'll give you a lighter sentence. And, 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 and that absolutely contradicts and goes against what our founders required, and that is that juries find people guilty. It's so bad uh, that we, 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 we are losing the jury trial as an institution in America. And, and, and because 99% of the time prosecutors give plea bargains so that they don't have to prove the case against people. And what that results in is lighter sentences for the most violent and the dangerous. And, 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 and lots of inequities for everybody else because we have a government that punishes people without proving the case. And, what, and the reason why I'm getting such pushback is because, not, not because I'm a liberal progressive, but because I am more conservative on this than any other prosecutor in America. Because what I am saying is that the definition, the definition of, <laughs> the definition of big government is a government without checks. Juries are supposed to be a check on the prosecutor, and the prosecutor is supposed to be a check on, on the police because everyone in our system should have a check on them. Well, right now, prosecutors largely have no check, and police largely have no check. And so what, what angers my opposition is that I not only want to hold defendants accountable by taking them to a jury trial, I am insisting that we hold government accountable by requiring that the government prove its case. Most people don't realize that 47 out of 50 states during this pandemic suspended the right to a trial by jury. Why? Because the system doesn't want to try cases to a jury. Why? Because it benefits prosecutors and defense attorneys and police and judges if they don't have to go through the burden of actually making the government prove its case to 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 a to a jury the reason why police and prosecutors are coming after me is because i'm making them do their job because when prosecutors give plea bargains what happens is police make a very logical conclusion that we don't have why why would we investigate this fully if the prosecutor is just going to give a plea bargain. And so police don't investigate the cases the way they should. And when police don't investigate the cases the way they should, what occurs is that prosecutors then have to charge higher to get another plea bargain. And, and so really what we have is we are losing our constitutional right to a jury trial. Hmm. And, okay. and, 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 and that's what this campaign is about. And, and, and all okay. of this hooey, all of this hooey that, that I'm somehow a progressive just misses the point mm -hmm. because the progressive okay. 
like like George Gaston and Boudin in San Francisco, they should lose their jobs because mm-hmm. they're out there saying, yeah, yeah we're not going to prosecute X, Y, and Z crime. I never say that. I will never, ever, ever say that there's a crime that should not be prosecuted. What I do say is that there's not a crime that should be prosecuted that the government doesn't prove. And that's a mm. big difference okay. between it is. Thank you. conservative. Okay. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it. Um, it's amazing that he is the he's on the right uh, the right side. The Fraternal Order of Police. Twenty six of his uh, prosecutors have left his office. Uh, you have uh, you have many state officials, and you even have sheriffs from different parts of the state that disagree with him. But I'm sure he knows exactly what he's talking about. Now let's get back to something that people actually care about, and that is the end of abortion in America. At least potentially, court, right? I mean, not uh, the, the end of Roe versus Wade well, in the, America is the is the way. The, I would uh, the that. end of abortion in America um, in states that don't believe in abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand what the problem is. Why, especially on things that are this, uh, people are passionate on both sides. You are never going to convince one another that we have to do it one way or the other. That's why the Constitution says leave it to the states. California, you want to do it? Do it. I don't want to be a part of it. If you if you don't want to do it, Texas, don't do it. There's a reason I live in, live in Texas, and I shouldn't have to pay for the mistakes of California, and I mean those budgetary mistakes. I shouldn't have to live by their gas laws. Why should I have to do the things in California? Because California voters decide they want all of this sex crap in their textbooks. I don't want it in my kids' textbooks. Why do my textbooks, why are they slaves to California, California, you Californians either grew up there and didn't have the common sense to leave or you're stuck there for some reason. God bless you. Or you just can't find any other job or you love it. Well, I, I got to tell you, I've lived all over the country, all over the country, and it's worth moving. It's worth moving. I've lived in play. I've lived in Phoenix where it's 120 degrees. I grew up in Seattle where it's like 65 and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's so hot today. I lived in Phoenix. It was like standing in an oven. I live places for other reasons than the weather, but California and New York. They think this is the problem with the Constitution. This is why we have representatives. This is why we have delegates. This is why we don't. We are not a democracy. We are not voting uh, by the numbers alone. Otherwise, big states would dominate little states. That was the argument. That was the biggest argument in the in the Constitutional Convention. Why isn't New York just going to just roll over all of us? Because they'll have so many people there. They're going to roll over all of us little states. No. No. 
We're not going to allow that to happen. We are going to say there are certain rights that everyone has in America. And the federal government, the state government cannot do anything about it. But we're going to leave enough out because there are things that people are contentious on. And those people are going to be able to vote and decide in their area or their state. You know, it's, it's funny. These people uh, on the right, whenever they lose, they want to burn everything down. But then, and you will hear a lot of this. Uh, you know what we need to do? No, we need to do. We just need to break away. California shouldn't have to live by this. New York shouldn't have to live by this. You're right. You're right. You're making the point of the 10th Amendment. You're right. Welcome to the U.S. Constitution. And it seems like, Glenn, you know, the, the one thing that's funny about that is they'll argue this is the same thing with guns. But guns, are, there's another amendment that protects your right to guns. There isn't one that protects your right to abortion. And, and if it's not mentioned in the Constitution, it's supposed to be sent to the states. And that's not our, uh, not my long-term desired outcome. Not that so people can go, you know, kill children in other states. That's not my desired outcome. But that's what, that's how this is supposed to be handled, at least at this point. Uh, I feel woefully unprepared for today's news. And woefully Overprepared for an interview that means nothing today because I've got a lot to say in that interview, but nobody cares today. And so I spend all my time preparing for that and none of my time preparing for the end of Roe versus Wade in America. Never thought it would happen in my lifetime. This country is ex- uh, facing extremely significant uh, slowdown as we move closer and closer to the brink of recession. Everything costs more lately, and it's not going to get better anytime soon. So what is your financial plan to keep yourself and your family above water throughout all of this? Do you even have a plan yet? You need to be saving money anywhere and everywhere you can. And one of the best ways to do that is to give American Financing a call and let their salary-based consultants give you a free mortgage review. Once they do that, they'll, they'll know what all of your options are for saving money. And they will, you know, I think you're going to be surprised. They're going to come up with ways where you can save a ton of money. From paying off your high interest debt to shortening loan terms, you can even access cash from your equity. So there's many uh, possibilities. They're going to do everything they can to save you a bucket of money every single month. Just please, no obligation, no pressure. Just call them, spend 10 minutes on the phone, tell them what you have, what you're trying to do. And let them see if they can save you money. 800-906-2440. or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to take a minute here. Um, there are two things trending on Twitter right now. Uh, 
number one is praise God. The number two trend is night of rage. Good versus evil. Build up or tear down. Fire of God or destructive fires of hell. It's funny, we were just in a break, and uh, my emotions are all over the board today, um, as I'm sure yours are. As I announced it, um, because it just came as a shock to me today. I did not expect it today. I wasn't. Uh, and as I'm talking about it, I'm. I I don't know if you could have if you noticed, but I mean, I got choked up and teared up, and so did Stu, and so did our producers. We just have to take a minute and just think of the miracle we just witnessed. There isn't a soul, not one soul in this audience that thought that this would happen like this, this fast. I didn't think it would happen in my lifetime. And the last thing we should do, and this is going to be hard, the last thing we should do, because there's going to be a lot of people who are so misinformed on what the Constitution says, what this really means. Nobody is going to lose their opportunity, as crazy as this sounds, to kill their baby. It is going to become worse in some states. The next fight is going to come from the United States government using your tax dollars to provide abortions, possibly on military bases, in states where um, abortions will become illegal. I have no problem if that's what you want to do as a company. If you want to uh, fly people to you know another state and you want to pay for their abortion... I got, I have, I, I don't understand it. I think it's morally reprehensible. I think you are at the altar of Baal. But uh, you can do that. Not with, not with my tax dollars. Not with my tax dollars. Let, let's not taint our honorable military uh, with that. And if they start doing that, I, I would urge military members... I, I would much rather spend my time in the brig than um, guard a facility that is now killing children. That's not what you signed up to this do. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Some reactions, James Paul said, not sure what's pro-life about a court that makes it easier for the rapist to carry a gun the day before denying their victim's rights to an abortion. I can't even understand your logic there. I mean, if you're a rapist, um, you shouldn't have a gun. If you were a law-abiding citizen when you got the gun and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to go rape some people, you know, that's a problem, but... We're not in Minority Report yet, um, and it's very pro-life. Just what did the baby have to do with all of that? Maybe it's just me. Um, the reactions are are exactly what you thought they would be. The reactions uh, from the right are praise God. Good versus evil it is so clear to see praise god is tweeting uh, is uh, trending on twitter and the second uh, trend is night of rage it is the possibility of a of a crystal knock america's crystal knock happening tonight josh hammer joins us with uh, in-depth look as much in-depth as you can do in 45 minutes an in-depth look at this ruling and what it means we go to him in 60 seconds how would you like it if every time you pick up your cell phone you're reminded not only how much money you're saving every month because you switch to patriot mobile but you're also filled with sadness because you're still being overcharged These days, you have to save money wherever you can, and you save a lot of money by switching to Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian cell phone provider, and in addition to great prices, they take their money, and they donate their money, and more importantly, I think their time to conservative causes. I can guarantee you Patriot Mobile, they are celebrating in the office this morning because they are very pro-life they have worked hard on uh, religious freedom constitutional rights the sanctity of life do business with people who want to do business with you not who are putting everything into destroying our nation but instead standing by the values that made us a nation it's patreonmobile.com slash back patreonmobile.com slash back or call 972 patriot it's 972 patriot Josh Hammer, uh, he is the opinion editor of Newsweek. He is the host of the Josh Hammer Show. Uh, he is really quite brilliant, uh, one of the leading minds in the conservative movement, I think. Josh Hammer joins us now to uh, tell us what did you what did you find in this decision. Glenn, great to be back with you on such a momentous and really is emotionally powerful day, honestly. Um, so, you know, look, as you said, this dropped recently, funny enough, I was in the middle of giving a guest lecture for an, for an organization I'm on the advisory board of when it drops. So I, I barely had any time to kind of skim through here, let alone get to the concurring and dissenting opinions, but it looks like this looks very similar to the draft opinion that was leaked by the Politico story a month and a half ago in early May. And I think those of us who were praying 
that the five justices from this leaked draft majority opinion would have the fortitude to stiffen their spines against this unprecedented assault. Now know that our prayers were answered, Glenn. That's really my takeaway right now. This looks a lot like the leaked opinion. Justice Thomas and Justice Kavanaugh have have some brief concurring opinions, but um, unbelievable. And, and, And really just holding aside the constitutional law stuff for a second here, just speaking as pro-lifers. On a day like today, I think we really just need to pause. And I tweeted this out earlier. We need to just be grateful for our half century of pro-life activist forebears who, you know, this Glenn, this issue could have gone away after after 1973. That that was a long time Mm -hmm. ago, 1973. I mean, this Mm -hmm. issue could have just gone away. We owe a tremendous debt of gratitude to the pro-life moral activists, political activists, and of course, yes, the legal activists who fought day in and day out to make sure that this grave injustice stayed front and center of our national political conscience. And in many days, today is the culmination of of a half century of of fighting for truth and justice. But in many ways, it's also a a new beginning for the pro-life fight as well, interestingly. How do you mean a new beginning for the fight? I think it's going to turn, I think we're going to see abortion turn even darker in those states that um, allow it. Is that is that what you're meaning by this? Well, look, for, I mean, for a half century now, Roe versus Wade and its progeny, specifically the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case in 1992, they took away from the states, obviously, the arrogated authority away from the states, the ability to attempt to nationally codify one view of the morality of abortion. It happened, it happened to be a profoundly immoral view. So the, the fight now shifts to the states and uh, the pro-life activists in all the 50 states, especially obviously in red states, purple states. I mean, admittedly, some blue states like New York and California probably won't be able to, to touch them there. But we, we have to make sure that our side is well positioned in the state capitals for every red, purplish and probably even light blue state to make sure that we fight for successful, cogent, and morally consistent pro-life legislation. The, the state of Oklahoma, actually, just north of Texas, uh, where I know you are, Glenn, they, they've been leading on this, actually. Governor Kevin Stitt signed into law a fantastic pro-life bill there in Oklahoma a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so at this point, that basically just bans abortion straight forward from conception. And there are some, you know, obviously, life of the mother exceptions and so forth, but we really need to start thinking about trying to craft legislation now at, at the state level. But to your point, yes, I, I do fear, of course, that blue states will only double down in, in their radicalism. And unfortunately, that's probably only going to lead to an ever greater divide in our country than we currently have today. But obviously, we're, we're going to save at the end of the day here. We're going to save millions and millions of unborn children. We, we are going to save human beings who can grow up to cure cancer, who can win Nobel Prizes. I mean, this, this is a, just a tremendous win for the human species. I don't really know how to say it than that. Uh, I tell you, I, I saw the stat that um, I think it was last year or the year before, 20% of all pregnancies ended in abortion. 20%. Wow. That is, uh, that's a shocking number. Um, and, um, and we do have our, our work cut out for us um, because I, I think that these states are going to double down. But I, I think, you know, God doesn't waste anything. You know, there is no waste with God. Um, 
even the even the the worst things that could possibly happen turn out to be uh something good you know what i mean you're like holy cow how did that just happen um and and i think that um evil is going to fully come unmasked i mean i'm i'm telling you josh i don't know how you feel about this i think this could be a the day of uh, of uh uh of america's crystal knock uh, i i i can see these pro-life centers being burned to the ground today um they're calling for a night of rage around the country i mean i think evil is going to show itself and that'll scare the american people hopefully you know i've been thinking about this a lot this week actually because I, I i've been bracing for kind of a new George Floyd summer of love kind of thing happening this summer coming to a city or a suburb near you, unfortunately, myself. Look, I, I live in Florida. Glenn, I know you live in Texas. I, it, it is a moment like this where I do think that where you live matters and who your mayor yes. is, who your governor is matters because law and order and, you know, rioting and anarchy is not really a federal issue. I mean, it is, it, it is to a limited extent. I mean, in June 2020, Tom Cotton wrote this op-ed that was pretty controversial at the time. I happen to agree with it, where he said, quote unquote, send in the troops. And there is some federal legislation from the Reconstruction era that would justify that. But um, most kind of quelling and quashing of anarchy does happen, constitutionally speaking, at the, at the state and local level. So at a moment like this, where I fear that you are probably not wrong, I, I, I take some solace that Governor DeSantis is my governor. I think Texans you know, should take some solace that they are represented by by a Republican governor and state legislature there as well. So I, I, I fear that you are right. I, I, I pray, obviously, that no one is harmed. I, I mean, I fear, though, that, yeah, that it's something that something bad is happening. And uh, at the end of the day, of course, that does not mean the justices cannot do what they are supposed to do. So thank God they did that. So, Josh, have you looked into what the the White House has been saying? The White House yesterday. In fact, I think, do we have a clip of of uh, of this, what the White House said yesterday about the guns? And then they were turned to the uh, the SCOTUS ruling for Roe versus Wade. Do we have that, please? Will the president accept this decision as legitimate, even if he disagrees with it? It's going to come from the Supreme Court, so it's going to be a decision that uh, we're certainly are going to respond to. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at me. This is like, it's just like any other Supreme Court decision, just like the one uh, that they did today on, on guns. So the White House won't say that they're going to accept it, which I don't think they will. Um, they're talking now about uh, taking... Um, doctors and moving them into places like Oklahoma or Texas where abortions will be outlawed and putting doctors on our military bases to perform abortions. Uh, uh, I mean, where, where does this go when you have a government that is in defiance of, of one branch of the government? So there's a lot to unpack here. So, uh, we should start from first principles. Um, the idea of judicial supremacy, and this is, this is a peculiar thing to say on a day like today where such a pro-life victory has happened admittedly, but if we're going to be intellectually consistent here, the idea of, of, of judicial supremacy, the idea that the justices 
have the sole and exclusive ability to interpret the Constitution for themselves and no other constitutional actor in Article 1 or Article 2, let alone the states, has the ability to independently interpret it. That is erroneous. In fact, actually, it was really Abraham Lincoln, actually, who in the Dred Scott case famously opposed judicial supremacy and, and flouted the Dred Scott ruling, at, at least as it pertained to everyone other than Dred Scott himself. So I, I have actually argued in formal legal scholarship and a law review article, actually, that that the Lincolnian view of how each branch of government should interpret the Constitution for itself in its own ambit is correct. Having said that, having said that. There is a thing called prudence and there is a thing called comedy. And in a in, in a moment like today, when it, it really does look like I, and I agree with you that we are now bracing for riots through the streets, when the political rhetoric is at DEFCON 1, when people are trying to assassinate Supreme Court justices, I think it would be a, at a bare minimum a profoundly imprudent act for the for, for the uh, for the Biden administration to try to undermine this ruling. Now, what they might do is they they might try to kind of issue some kind of limp executive orders or issue some regulations that might try to kind of undermine it at the edges here. But at the end of the day, the idea that this returns to the states, there's not really a whole lot they can do about that. I mean, basically, at this point, if red states throughout the country, uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, Kansas, whatever, if they want to go ahead and ban abortion, what can the Biden administration literally do about that? I mean, short of sending in the National Guard to protect Planned Parenthood if the state legislature of Kentucky goes ahead and bans it, there's really not a whole lot they can do. And it's very difficult to envision a world in which the Biden administration literally sends in troops to red states to protect Planned Parenthood if that state legislature goes ahead and bans it. So practically speaking, this is like a lot of tough talk and rhetoric. This obviously is a campaign year in 2022. So there's really not a whole lot that practically speaking they can do to actually prevent red and purple states from enacting pro-life legislation. Hmm. I'm glad to uh, glad to hear that. I know that they have been uh, working uh, on things. I mean, he has said, you know, there's executive orders that I can employ. There are things that I can do. Uh, he's talked about a national public health emergency. Um, which I think is just is crazy. Um, but I would hope that the president would come out today and say, we strongly disagree with this. Um, and you're right. The, the court is not the end all. Um, but the court did not uh, end abortion. It just said the people should decide. I think that's the best kind of uh, court ruling on any of it. The people should decide what this is. Um, and send it back to the states. Josh, I, I thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Uh, was there, there was another ruling that came out today. Was it important? Oh, no. I mean, it, it, in comparison <laughs> to this, total, to, total nothing burger. It was like a 5-4 decision on something Medicare reimbursement related. So it's a, it's a okay. real nothing All burger, right. honestly. Great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Josh. Josh Hammer, opinion editor for Newsweek. And the host of the Josh Hammer Show. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Oh, golly. Stu, what is the stock market doing? Can you look up? Stock market going up or down? Uh, looks looks like it's going up. up a little bit. Yeah, today. Yep, up a little mm. bit. A couple percent. Yeah, we should watch the futures over the weekend. Because it looks like if we have a, a crystal knock happen tonight, which they are calling for, I hope it doesn't happen. But um, 
you'll if you start to have real civil unrest, you'll start to see those numbers go down again. Um, as a student of history, um, you know, bad things happen. Um, and and then politicians usually make things worse. I was saying to somebody just the other day, who was it? I said, man, can you imagine if we could just if if all of the politicians in the world just kind of like disappeared and we were just left and we were like, oh, OK, now we can fix things. I think we could fix things pretty quickly. Um, but one of the things we're not going to fix quickly is uh, the debt and the dollar and what is happening with that. I don't know if you saw the um, the Federal Reserve. Jerome Powell came out and said we are on, on an un sustainable path right now with our debt we cannot continue now these are the people that are doing the loans for us that's like the bank going uh guys i'm gonna have to take everything away and foreclose on you pretty soon because you gotta change your ways not that the bank would say that to you or i they would just take our stuff um but we are on an unsustainable path and it's only going to get worse more and more spending which will make your dollar worth less and less and that's why i want you to call goldline today please do your own homework you're smart enough to figure all of this out goldline has a special this week on very hard to find one tenth ounce gold american eagles which have been in short supply every coin purchased you're going to receive five of the mind your business silver bars at no cost mind your business was actually on our first coin here in america most people don't know that i but i love it uh that's a deal worth calling for right now 866 goldline please do it now get the information 866 goldline or goldline.com 10 seconds station id this is the glenn beck program welcome to friday i really can't believe that this has happened glenn we've been doing the show for so long we've talked about this issue for so many years over 20 years we've been doing this show together and at i don't think at no point did i actually believe we would see this day i i have to be honest i i am I've i'm very on the air a hundred times that this would not mm -hmm. happen i mean i, I and mm -hmm. here we are I'm ashamed of what we all decided when we were back in New York. We got a lot of people saying to us, um, please speak out on abortion. Please speak out, you know. And, uh, and I remember having a meeting with all of the producers and saying, guys, there is only so much water we can carry. Um, and, and the abortion, Roe versus Wade, is not going to change it's just not going to change and we can't carry any more water because that one could break uh our backs it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back and i'm i'm ashamed of that um you know we I, i've done this for 45 years i never talked about abortion um really up until i started doing talk radio which was probably very wise because um, i wasn't doing political radio but when i started I would talk about it from time to time, and we would do we'd do things on it to try to get people to think. Um, but we never took serious stances up until about probably what six or seven years ago, and we decided exactly the opposite of what we did in New York. We're like, you know what? I don't think there's anything more important than this: saving children, saving children from sex slavery, saving children who are being held by the Taliban, saving children from you know being killed by a so-called doctor. There's nothing more important that we could do. 
and uh, and I, Josh is right. Those people who have been standing at those clinics for 50 years, God bless them. God bless them. Yeah, they did an amazing. We've talked to many of them, and they've done amazing work over the years to keep this thing alive. I mean, you could see that people might just give up on something like this, but it's hard when it's 63 million children that could be alive and aren't. And it's hard to give up on something like that. And, you know, well, we should talk you know, about the road ahead, too, because this is not the end of this. This this problem is not solved. No. Yeah, I want to talk about what we what we need to do, because we need we're at the very beginning and we're going to need to open our hearts a little bit more. But also, um, you know, I hear people bash religions all the time, different religions, because it's not, you know, their religion or whatever. I don't care who you are. You should be thanking those Catholic, faithful Catholic members of the Catholic Church that have stood for 50 years. They really led the way on this. Oh, let me tell you about uh, Rough Green. Sorry. I am in vacation mode. I'm in 30 minutes. I'm uh, on vacation. So sorry about that. Uh, Rough Greens. If you're like me, you walk through the front door and your dog is there waiting for you. Um, my dog, I said this morning, I said, where's, where's my dog? And he is right at my feet. This time he was right behind me and I didn't see him. Um, I love my dog. I love him. And I want to make sure that I feed him the very best. It bums me when I see his eyes get old. But he's doing great and uh, living a lot longer than I thought he would. Um, we've been feeding him, you know, regular dog food and putting rough greens on it for about four or five years. And I, I'm telling you, I think he's living longer. He's living a happier and healthier life. I can tell you that for sure. Rough greens. Get a free bag to try out for your dog. Make, make sure your dog likes eating it. That Rough greens doesn't want to sell you a bag and then have you not use it because your dog doesn't like it. Most dogs love it. But make sure, get a free bag. If they, your dog loves that, then start feeding your dog month after month at roughgreens.com slash Beck. You know, I, um, I just walked outside. I have a barn here on the ranch, and uh, uh, it's where my broadcast studio is. And, and I just walked out to get some fresh air a few minutes ago. And uh, it's, it's a, this, this is a day you will remember where you were. Whatever side you're on, you'll remember this day. Uh, and I, I walk outside. And my son and another guy standing by this enormous tractor. And he's hitching it up to a trailer because they're moving a bunch of logs from one field to another because they're building a corral. And, uh, and I don't have my glasses on. And, and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, is that Rafe? And I can't. I'm not sure <laughs> because he's a man. This is the first summer where he's up here and he is a man. And uh, it was an interesting thought to have about my son who now 
in a couple of months, 18 years ago, a very brave young teenager decided not to have an abortion. Decided that he had nothing to do with her mistake or whatever happened. And I remember we prayed so hard for a baby and I felt almost from the beginning that we were supposed to adopt. And this is really hard for moms, really hard baby, not from her body. And I think as guys, we don't understand that because I don't want anything coming out of my body. And if something comes out of my come comes out of my body, I'm not putting it in swaddling clothes. I'll tell you that. And we both wondered, how is this going to work? And there is something about God that he is my son. And there is no difference between him and any of my other children. None, zero, not even a shadow. Just by chance, if his birth mother happens to be listening or his birth grandparents happen to be listening, thank you. Thank you for giving this young man chance to live. He is, well, he's been a pain in the ass, but he's also my greatest joy. We have to look at the things that we do now because there's a lot of, she was 14, I think. Imagine being a 14 year old. I remember she called her mom cause she, she went to school and she had to tell her mom, but she couldn't look her in the eye and tell her. So she called, didn't know what her mom was going to say. And her mom was so great. She immediately just said, come home, sweetheart, come home. And they they worked it out together what they, what was going to happen people who fight for the right to abort children say you know who's going to take care of them there's lots of us lots of us millions of us millions millions of us You know, today, Roe versus Wade was, it came to an end. Catholics would point out on the, on the feast of the sacred heart of Jesus. And I doubt that they think that is a coincidence, uh, uh, just a coincidence. Because we know that the heart of Christ, I mean, the only thing he really got smoked at was children being abused it was clear he liked children much more, you know, than us adults. But then again, I don't blame him. I do, too. But we can't just think of the children today that are going to be saved and then say, that's a good thing. We have to think of the moms. And, you know... I'm like this with 
with Christians who just really want to get people baptized. They don't really care. It's all about the number. They, they, if you want to, if you want to bring somebody closer to God in, in baptism, that is a fantastic gift, not from you, but from God. Fantastic. But nobody's going to do that if you don't actually love them. The people who, the people who need salvation, they, they don't think anybody loves them. The women who are pregnant, most, not all, but most, who are pregnant, they feel trapped. They don't know what they're going to do. We have to be there for them, not just during the time they're pregnant, but if they choose to keep the child, to help them, to support them. You know, it's so funny. It, I guess we both give up on, you know, once the baby is aborted or the baby is saved, then society on both sides kind of just turns away. When he's Planned Parenthood, are they concerned about the mental health? Because they deny it, that it's, no, 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 people are celebrating their abortions. I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. And uh, you may have felt like there was absolutely no way out, but at some point that's going to, it will haunt you what could have been. Think about just the mistakes you make in your life and how they bother you. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I, I mean, there were times in my life where I said things to my mom or whatever. I carried those things around for 25 years. We have to have compassion for for all of these women. Now, if you're going to use this for contraception, I, I don't really, I don't know how to talk to you. I'll try, but I don't know how I can relate because but I'm hoping most people aren't like that. I'm hoping that's the anomaly in our society that just thinks this is the way to have birth control. And one more thing on birth control. Why is that still a prescription? I'd like to say I'm not a doctor, but technically I am. But I'm not sure why that's still a prescription don't don't we know what that does i mean aren't we pretty sure yeah that's what that's what happens this is all it does it's a pretty safe drug do we not just trust people to use only as directed i mean we we trust people i mean i see stuff all the time it says do not drink Okay, well, it's turpentine, so I'm not going to drink it, but thank you for trusting me to know I'm smart enough not to do that. Don't put in eyes. Okay, I'm going to make sure that I don't put that, you know, that cream in my eyes. Thank you. Good, good safety tip. I mean, just making uh, contraception uh, over the counter 
the pill over the counter would be helpful, wouldn't it? It's a lot better to have them get a pill over the counter like that than have our daughters or anybody else think about the abortion drug that the FDA now will make sure that everybody can get. That thing is brutal. That is, that's brutal. Anyway, I truly, as I go on vacation here in a minute, uh, I truly thank God for living in these times. It, it's, it, would you live at any other time? I mean, I mean, I'm a little selfish because I'm a whiner. I don't absolutely positively nothing before air conditioning. Nothing before air conditioning. I even would say I want to still live in a time where all my meat comes from a counter in a little plastic or a styrofoam tray. I mean, really, I mean, that's that's as about as roughing it as I want to go. I don't want to go past those two things. Indoor toilets. Yeah. But look at the times that we live in now. The miracles that are happening. The miracles of science. The freedoms that we do have. I have a guy who's on my staff. He's from Scotland. And he once in a while he gets tired of hearing me whine about, this country is just... And he's like, come to Scotland. Come to England. He's like, I know it's not what it was, but it's still the greatest place on earth. And it is. And just the victories just this week, there's going to be more, I think, next week. Just the victories in the Supreme Court. And it's not. It's not because of ideology. It's because the people who are put on the court now actually respect the Constitution of the United States. You know, Clarence Thomas and Kagan ruled together on, I don't know, something with Medicare today. What? I don't think they could agree on a dinner menu. But that's not because um, Thomas sold out or Kagan sold out. I know with Thomas, at least, that's because he believes that's what the Constitution says. And that's what's so great about it. It it doesn't cut your way every time. You don't always win. You don't always get your way. Today's a great day. Praise God. Praise God we have taken this huge step today. Lord, see your people and keep them safe and keep the people who are actually working in these pro-life clinics, our judges, our police, our cities. Please keep them safe. Back in a minute. Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. Imagine for a moment if you could get rid of your pain. Our bodies experience pain, and that is largely because of the inflammation in our joints. I mean, inflammation is our main cause of problems. Inflammation and inflation, two different things, 
but causing the biggest pains in our life right now. I read testimonials every single day of people that um, have tried Relief Factor and got out of pain, and their life dramatically changed. Mine did. Will you try it? Relief Factor. Three-week quick start. Developed for you, nineteen ninety-five. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1995. Three-week quick start. Developed just for you. Relieffactor.com. 800. The number four. Relief. Feel the difference. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Just a uh, show note. If I'm gone for the uh, next two weeks, do not believe anything that Stu or Pat say <laughs> I am doing. Uh, not a word of it will be true. Not a word of it will be true. Well, except for being taken by Putin or uh, Soros and being trapped in some basement. You're that blowing up true. our show plans here. We have to now rework I know, two I weeks know. worth of shows I know. Uh, to get that. I, I mean, know. I think we might have a couple things to talk about, though, while you're gone, Glenn. You know? Here's yeah, because there's still more. There's big news still to come from the Supreme Court next week. Yeah. And, you know, Pat and I have talked about this before with you as well, in that you, I think you could morally justify. It would be a terrible program. But it, you could morally justify coming in every day and only talking about abortion. Only. It, yes. it is, we're talking about 63 million people that could be alive and aren't. And for all the, the talk we get of hatred and racism and transphobia and homophobia, I can tell you this. If you implemented every single policy a conservative wants, and this became our paradise where we got everything we've ever wanted, there would be millions more African-Americans, transgendered people, gay people, Hispanic people, Asian people alive. That is the bottom line. The bottom line is, despite all of our differences and all the things that we don't like about people's opinions on the other side of the aisle, our policies would lead to more people having a chance at life. And that means we should not abort the next Albert Einstein, but we should also not abort the next crappy waiter at Chili's who got your order wrong. And we should also not abort whoa, a wait, wait, person wait, whoa, who whoa, grows whoa, whoa. up to be a Stop career with, criminal. Stop. Everyone Stop gets a chance at life. extremist agenda. <laughs> wait, that that's too extreme. <laughs> okay. The, the Chili's guy. And the Einstein, they get to live. The Chili's guy that screwed up your order. Yeah, okay. the Chili's guy. He's got to go. And what's worse than them are the ones that are like the fast food <laughs> restaurants because you're halfway down the block. I want them put into the fryer. You that's, know what I mean? That's and not just a Taco Bell exception. Say, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great, great couple of weeks. God bless you. Program.